Hello everybody, this is Mark Kumar, your lifestyle entrepreneur and a proud founder of Simple Podcast Cloud, a hosting company for podcaster, by podcaster. If you're in the market for looking for a company that will allow you to have number one, one account, unlimited hosting, unlimited bandwidth, unlimited storage, all under one account. Do check us out at simplepodcastcloud.com. Without any further ado, today we have another amazing podcaster who is going to help you with some of the struggles that you are facing. So without any further ado, Joey, please take your time to introduce yourself. Look at that intro. That was a nice hype man there, Mark. Well done. (laughs) My name is Joey Held. I'm a writer and podcast host based in Austin, Texas. We've had our coolest uh, week of the whole year it dipped into the even in the 50s actually but it's been like 80s or 90s this whole week so i'm i'm feeling great we're feeling wonderful and uh, i have two podcasts currently one is called good people cool things where i inter- interview entrepreneurs musicians and artists uh, on basically how they've built their brand and the the struggles they've had along the way and how they've overcome them and I also host a podcast called Parks and Rec'd, uh, which we chat with a f- uh, person who works in the Parks and Rec department, but he's never sh- seen the show Parks and Recreation. So we're getting him all caught up to speed and enjoying a beverage every episode while we do it. So it's been a great way both to revisit the show, which I haven't watched in its entirety and since it was on the air, uh, which was okay. it ended five years ago now. Uh, and it's also just been a great way to try out a lot of different local breweries and, and distilleries and Find some new favorites among the uh, the alcohol world out there. <laughs> I, t- I totally get that particular podcast. That sounds like fun. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Yeah, definitely. I would highly recommend that either. I don't think I need to ask you, like, how did you come up with an idea? Like, <laughs> hey, that's given. Just have fun, have a drink, and we're good, right? So what about the other one, the good, pe- good people, cool things podcast? How did you come up with that particular podcast idea? Well, I have been podcasting for about six, about six years now. Um, and went, yeah. And when it first, this podcast in February of 2020, so still, still pretty new, but it's a spiritual successor to that first one, which was just called Locally Sourced Joey, which here's your first pro tip. If you're creating a podcast, maybe don't name it after yourself if you're not like a world famous person, because uh, people are just going to scroll through. They're like, I don't know what that means. My name's not Joey. I'm not interested in this. And I, that one, I started just because I did radio in college. I loved the the aspect of telling stories through audio. And I don't think I really had any expectations when I first started. Uh, but along the way, I learned that I really just liked meeting new people and hearing all of the stories that they had to tell. And I I have heard horror stories from other podcasters of like, oh, I had a terrible guest and like, you know, they didn't give me anything to use. And I've been fortunate enough to not have that. Like everyone I've had as a guest, I have learned at least one thing, oftentimes lots of things uh, by the end of it. And they're just generally really good people and they're doing cool things. And I was like, wait a minute, we can make this more obvious of like what this podcast is about. It's good people doing cool things. And uh, I've tried to, limit it primarily to people who have started their own brand in some way, whether that's starting a business or a musician or artist, like I was saying, just because I think there's a lot of common themes across that um, and really enjoy hearing both their successes. But I love hearing the worst things that have happened to like a musician, their worst gig. It's one of my favorite things to ask because I think you get such great stories out of it. And when you're in it, 
terrible. Like you hate being in these, these awful moments, but after the fact you can look back at it and laugh and, and see how you got better out of it. I think that's, it's so fun. So can you think of any verse stories that you have had the opportunity to, to hear, share that with us if you don't mind? Yeah. I'm just I'll, curious. I'll, I'll actually, this, this is going to cheat a little bit because I, it, it was actually at a concert, but I took this, this concept of, and this of course was before, you know, current times of uh, being able to go out and see shows. Um, but it was the, here's a throwback for all my nineties fans out there. It was the lead singers of, I, Everclear, Fountains of Wayne, Eve Six, and Marcy Playground. So all these popular bands way back in the day still making music, which is great. And they were each doing shows of like their band's music, but then they'd also do some songs together. And then at the end, they just put a microphone right in the middle of the floor, said, hey, if you have a question, come on out. And like you could direct it at one of them, you could direct it at all of them. And I was like, this is a perfect chance. Let me ask what their worst gig was. <laughs> and... All four of them had really good answers. I think the two that stick out to me the most were Max, the lead singer of Eve Six, uh, said that he was playing at a punk rock festival one time, like with a bunch of metal heads there and everything. And like Eve Six, not really a metal band. They're, you know, they're a little more kind of rock oriented and like not giving us any sort of those like death growls or anything like that. And he said that he he locked eyes with this one guy who was just not having it. And he was just flipping them off the whole time and was like really just expressing his displeasure with the show going on. So then Max was like, so I called him up onto the stage and I like did a power pose. I put my leg up to be like, oh, look at how, you know, how bad I am. And he poured a beer on the guy's head and he's like, and I felt so good. And then when I took my leg down from like my power stance, the beer had spilled onto the stage. So then he slipped on the beer and fell <laughs> right on his butt. And he was just like, so I felt real cool for about six seconds. And then it just immediately like lost all credibility right after that talk about uh, instant karma it's <laughs> like a media which is so so fantastic uh, and then john the late singer of marcy playground had he his was the only one that didn't uh, involve alcohol uh, so um but he's he was playing when aol uh 3.0 had come out and i don't know if you remember the aol days oh where, i remember the dial up and yeah, all that stuff yeah you, like, i remember CDs, right like where you could like see the new and improved aol dial up like with this new cd and so he was at some festival where they were giving those away and so he said he's on stage and everyone's just throwing them like frisbees largely towards the stage so it was like sixty thousand copies of this AOL 3.0 just coming at them while they're trying to play. So they're not only worried about, you know, what's coming next in the song, they also have to dodge these CDs coming up. And he said, I hate, he's like, I never went on AOL 3.0 because of that. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, yeah, wow. And I'm thinking about the AOL part and I was like, it's been so long. I can't even imagine oh. like, like back in the days, that was the big thing. It's like, oh my God, AOL, I have to put in my phone and I'm jacked and I'm good. I'm trying to imagine recording a podcast on a phone oh, line no. network holy cow even in the yeah. audio part of it would be like Whoa. you'd get you'd have incredible lag and uh, probably a lot of yeah a lot of background noises that you wouldn't want in there um that. do you remember slingo from aol did you ever play that no i didn't oh it was a combination this was like the jam growing up at least in our neighborhood like everyone was on it, it it's just a combination of slots and bingo and I believe you can still play it today. If you Google Slingo, you can get a, a modernized 2020 version of it. Um, but it was the simplest thing. And it was just like, you'd play with people from all across 
probably the world, but I imagine a lot of them were probably in the US somewhere. And you'd sympathize because they'd have little things like a devil could come in and steal half of your points uh, towards the end of the game. So like, you'd say like, ah, oh, the devil, and everyone would be like, so sorry, so sorry. Like, <laughs> so it was a real, a real nice community of uh, friendly Slingo players. <laughs> cool, yeah, cool. That's, 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 it brings back good old memories. I remember when I was like in my like apartment where my family whenever it was there, my father would try to call home. He wouldn't get through it because I'd be on the AOL and he'd be like, we need help picking up the grocery. You didn't pick up the phone. I got my ass whipped. That's the whole other story. <laughs> You're like, I was busy doing stuff. <laughs> I was busy downloading a college storybook or something. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Cool. So, so you've been doing it for this obviously six years, right? So, before you started, like let's say year zero, mm -hmm. when you were like, okay, I want to become a podcast or I want to start my own podcast, what was your initial idea or how did you get introduced to starting your own podcast? I don't remember the first time I heard a podcast or even really heard the concept of it. I think it was probably a couple of years before I had started. Um, and I'll, the, the first one I remember listening to, I don't know if this was actually the first one, was the old, they're, they're now called the No Dunks podcast. Um, formerly the Starters, and before that, they were the Basketball Jones. And that's the first one I remember listening to. It's uh, a handful, there's five of them now. Uh, it initially started as three guys out of uh, Canada and just talking about basketball, but they also brought like a, like a more casual approach to it. Like I'm a big basketball fan, but hearing people just talk about box scores and stats and stuff, like it's kind of boring, you know? So I, I liked hearing, they would get into kind of these like outside the box sort of things. Um, and eventually their podcast grew. They ended up having a show on NBA TV uh, and they're with The Athletic now, which is a big, you know, big podcasting network. Um, but they would, they still kind of kept that same spirit of the show of like, hey, we're just fans and like we're getting to talk about basketball for a living. And they do a lot of cool interactive things. They were putting out podcasts this whole break from the NBA. The NBA season was suspended from March till about the end of July. Uh, more than four months of no actual content that they would normally be talking about. So they did uh, like movie reviews of basketball movies. Uh, they did drafts of like who would be your uh, Disney squad starting five. And they had like different criterias for that. Um, and just like it was so creative the ways that they were coming up with like how can we still put out content even though what we'd normally be talking about isn't happening. Right. Uh, and I think it was going back to the, the early days of like wait a minute, like I can talk about things that I'm interested in and people will listen to it. Like that's, that's a super cool thing. Uh, and I think that's why a lot of people are intrigued by podcasting. Um, and I certainly went into it way back then with like no plan or sense of like, okay, I'm going to cover this, 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 and this in all of my shows. The first episode was interviewing my parents about the taste of Chicago, which is a wonderful event. If you're ever in Chicago in the summertime, it's just a bunch of restaurants come out and serve serve you food. And it's it's pretty fantastic because you get to sample some of the best stuff in the city. Uh, and then some, some other things that are not as good, but like experimental. So everyone's having a good time out there. And we just kind of chatted about that and they both grew up in the 60s. So we talked about 60s music. What do the taste of Chicago and 60s music have in common? really nothing but we we enjoyed both of those and so we're like let's do it and 
Uh, we all literally just sat around one snowball mic in the middle, uh, which I know is like the bane of podcasters sometimes, <laughs> but also super easy to get started with. So I, it was it was pretty much just like, hey, I've heard about this enough. I've heard some podcasts. I think I could do this. Let's go for it. I am so glad you said that. I heard a few podcasts. I feel like I could do it. Let's do this. And that's if you, people could just keep it that simple, that would be so cool because some people like take it to the extreme where like hey i want to listen to the podcast for about three months and three months turn into six months six months turn into two years and they still haven't thought about creating a podcast it's Mm -hmm. like if you really really want to create it just create it so have you ever come across a people who would ask you for advice like i want to start a podcast but i need to get x y and z in place then i can start what advice do you give those people I would say, no, you don't. <laughs> you you can start it without all of those things. Uh, of course, if you you know if you're looking to create a podcasting empire where you're having tens of sh- thousands, well, not tens of thousands of shows, that would be a lot. Um, but you know, like a, a handful of shows on your network, and you're like looking forward to to maybe turning podcasting into like a full time career. Then yes, you'll want to eventually invest in like a quality microphone and an audio interface. But even then, I think a lot of people think like, oh, I need thousands of dollars of equipment and like this, you know, fancy recording studio. Like I'll see people with huge mixers uh, and just like all this stuff that you really don't need to get started with for sure. And if I'm being honest, I don't think you need at all. I again, unless you're like patching in live callers and like having all this fancy stuff going on. But if you're, if it's just you chatting with a friend or if it's you interviewing guests or anything, the initial setup is so minimal. And I think it's such a low barrier to entry that you don't need all that other stuff. You don't need a website to start. Um, I like, I created a website before I started this podcast, but part of that was just wanting to have a website like and have some other stuff on there too it wasn't st- specifically like oh i need this to get my podcast going it was like oh the podcast can live on here but it also lives on a podcast host right and so that can serve as your website while you're getting started and again if you're looking to do things like collect people's emails eventually or i uh, you know drive them to other content on your website then yes you will need a website eventually but again to start you don't need a website to get your podcast off the ground Absolutely, you don't because uh, obviously at the end of the day, when you create a podcast, you want people to listen to wherever they listen to, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, things on nature. That's where you were like, hey, go check out my podcast. It's available there. But if you want to create a website, then you have to push it to your website and the whole thing and they have to download a player, things like that. So I get the whole thing. Can I do a really quick game, play a game with you? Let's do it. If, if you don't mind. I think you're really say, cool. Yeah, let's see what the game is, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so the game is, let's say, for example, if all the knowledge that you know about podcasting, mm-hmm. and if you were to create a digital course, how would you outline that? In terms of importance, somebody who doesn't know jack, about podcasting but they heard it's the next cool thing because all the cool kids are doing it <laughs> how would you do it i'm just curious okay in terms of importance or like the order of how i would do it let's just do orders okay important important could be for, different for person to person okay i think your first 
thing to to think about is like, what do I want this to be about? Um, and some people, their answer might just be, I want to talk about whatever. That's fine. I think it helps to narrow down your focus in some regards. So like for Parks and Rec, it's obviously about the show Parks and Rec for good people, cool things. It's talking right. with entrepreneurs, artists, and musicians. It's still a pretty wide net. Like you can get some varied conversations out of that. But it helps me when I'm like, okay, who would make for a good interview? Like I can kind of think of some of that in the background. But that's, of course, getting ahead of ourselves. So I think having uh, a topic that you'd like to focus on and like that'll also help you too of like you might be chatting back and forth with someone of like hey you know this new uh like the movie tenet with christopher nolan like i enjoyed it that was cool uh and you're you might have like a good back and forth for like half an hour but then when you think about it you're like wait i couldn't sustain a podcast around like just this you know just this one movie but mm -hmm. then maybe you can branch out of like oh movies like of that genre or like Christopher Nolan movies and then like move on to a new director uh, or, you know, something like that. I think sure. you can, once you like think about the topic a little more, it's like, oh, okay, maybe that by itself isn't one thing, but like I can branch it out from there. And I think once you have that, then you'll want to do like a little bit of research of just how to record. And sometimes that's really just like maybe just testing something out on your own computer. Like audacity is free. GarageBand comes on any MacBook computer. Um, and, you know, there's some other other programs that'll have at least free variants of it. So I would say definitely start on something free just to get kind of a feel for it of like, you know, hitting record and uh, how you sound like even just practicing talking for like five or 10 minutes to yourself, even if you don't have your host there, like hear how you sound while you're while you're talking and I think that's a a deterrent for some podcasters too is hearing the sound of their own voice. But the more <laughs> you're used to it, oh yeah, like edit, I'll be editing myself, and I'm like, I didn't even, I don't even remember saying that, and I'm just dropping in all these other <laughs> random words that didn't need to be in here. But I think that's like that's how I really learned how to podcast effectively was just going in and doing it and hitting record testing it out like you don't have to do a full test episode but get comfortable speaking in front of a microphone whether that's just your computer to start or whether you get a usb mic or anything like that just get comfortable speaking while you're being recorded because sometimes you know you have that magic when you're going back and forth with a friend when you're sitting on the couch but then if you get in front of a blinking red light it's like uh <laughs> freeze completely uh, and having that practice before you introduce a guest on or before you're having your for real episode, I think is just so helpful, uh, just just to build up your own confidence too. like even, you know, your first episode is not going to be flawless. And I would dare say no episode is going to be flawless. <laughs> uh, you'll always have something something going on where you'll look back and be like, ah, I could have done that better. Or maybe there's lag, uh, you know, if we're recording on a uh, on a dial up line or something and, and someone's I uh, talking in a well i i was recording an episode where the guest lived in a like a studio apartment and her roommate was also on a call during it so there were times where he was talking while she was talking and she was so apologetic afterwards and i'm like hey you know it's it's real life like that's <laughs> we're doing our best out here so i appreciate i appreciated her being aware of it but sometimes you're just gonna run into things like that 
Uh, so definitely don't stress about it, but it's good to practice and kind of do a run through. Uh, and then I would do some teaching on just kind of basic editing. Um, I think sometimes, again, people think like, oh, I have to edit out every um, every uh, every like pause of more than a quarter of a second. And it's like, no, you can, people will start a sentence. I just did it right now. Like I started a sentence and then I'm like, wait, no, I had another thought. Let me kind of false start and, and start over again. And that's just how we talk. And it sounds super unnatural if you're cutting out all these other elements of it and like getting rid of breaths and stuff and it's like no we get we get amped up talking and sometimes you got to take a breath so like you can leave it in um but it is good to know a few basic uh editing techniques and i think you know if you have an air conditioning in the background like knowing how to try and remove some of that noise and again in audacity it's as simple as just using one of the already installed plugins in there like it doesn't need to be anything fancy uh, but I think a course just saying like, hey, here's where these things are that you might find helpful uh, can be really, really good too, especially in some of the more advanced audio editing software. Like on GarageBand, there's so many times I forget where a certain button or tool is or something, and I'll just like type it into help and it'll pop up or I'll just Google it. Like, how do I do this thing again on GarageBand that I've done 50 times already, but I never remember where it is. And I think it's it's an ongoing process and that's something to remind people throughout a course too is like you're going to keep learning as you're doing this and new things are going to come out whether it's new microphones new podcast hosts new platforms all the different kinds of things like i didn't know headliner was a thing until a couple of years ago but apparently they've been around for like five or six years uh, if not longer and it's you know become a very valuable tool for promoting podcasts because you can pluck just a little clip from your show and share it across your social channels or an email or whatever. And I, so I think to recap, that was a very long winded way of how this course would look. I think start with a topic, think about the recording elements. And that includes like your equipment that you'll use, um, how, you know, if you're recording remotely with a guest, figuring out, Hey, is StreamYard best for us? Like we're on right now. Would, would a zoom call work, would Skype work, whatever. Uh, and then kind of going into the editing process and then finish it up with marketing and some fun ways to market. And this is still my favorite uh, method of marketing. Okay. Uh, from coming from Edison Research at a uh, podcast movement conference, I think in 20, it must have been 2017 or 2018. Uh, and it was, it was about like, how do we get this next sort of frontier of podcast listeners to come along on the journey? We've got more than 100 million people now listen to podcasts. How do we get that next 100 million? And he was talking about outside the box sort of marketing. And I, I have not actually tried this, so I don't know what the ROI is, but it okay. was very funny to me of advertising in bathrooms at uh, either restaurants or like bars or anything, either above the urinal or at uh, like on the inside of the stall door for people that are, you know, using using a stall. And his reasoning for it was you have a captive audience while you're there. So if you have, uh, and, and he was like, and this is kind of gross, but a lot of people are still using their phones, like, you know, while they're taking a poop, like you can, uh, and they're, they're on their phones, they're a captive audience. If you have an engaging sign of like, hey, this is our show, here's where you can find it. You can even probably even throw something on there. Like, we know you're on your phone already. Like, go subscribe on Apple Podcasts right now. Uh, and I was like, that's that's pretty pretty clever. Uh, so I have not seen any podcast ads in bathrooms, but maybe maybe we can be the first. 
<laughs> that is the most uniquest advertisement idea I have ever heard of it. What I would be willing to do is a play devil's advocate the person who just suggested that wherever that person was giving the advertisement or the talk mm -hmm. did you put this idea in the bathroom that we are currently in here because there's a lot of podcasts up there <laughs> that would have been that would have been genius i don't know what i was thinking i guess there were there were multiple bathrooms in there but i think it could have still been done like you could have I could have ran around like for 20 minutes and gotten there. You know, what would be re what would really be a good proof soon as that person gave that speech? And if you go to your bathroom right now, you will see this advertisement. <laughs> and if you want to learn more, book this session with me, $200,000. <laughs> yeah, he's got to do the whole funnel there. Give the talk. <laughs> put it in go the to the bathroom, <laughs> check out my thing, subscribe to my channel, uh, podcast. <laughs> Uh, really? Yeah, that would be like a really good sales funnel right there. Come to the show, now go to the bathroom, go listen to my podcast, subscribe to it, and then come back and give me $2,000 more so I can teach you more stuff. <laughs> yes, when we're back to real life events, I think I'm, I might need to sneak this. I'll be, I'll get a speaking gig somewhere. <laughs> be like, if you go to the bathroom in the next 20 minutes, you'll get a bonus. <laughs> you have to go there and check it out. Yeah, it's got to happen now, got to happen now. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's an interesting sales funnel. <laughs> <laughs> we call it a bathroom sales funnel. Guaranteed oh, to make you... I'll leave it at that. <laughs> fill in the blank. Yeah, fill in your own blank. <laughs> fill in the whole blank. All right, cool. So there you go, guys. So now we can just wrap this up. You know how to do it. Where everything was good. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> and you can send your money to Joe, and he will send you the link at the end of the show, and we're good. Yes, I got you. I got you. <laughs> no, but seriously, if, you, if people can just keep it that simple, what you're going to talk about, your niche, your equipment, recording software, record it, and put it out there. And simple as that. Yeah, I think it's easy to get caught up in a lot of the details. And I mean... I listened back to the first episode of Parks and Rec not too long ago, just because I was like, no, let's see how it was. Certainly not our best episode, but like, I, I know some people are like, oh yeah, once I got good, like I want to go back and record over my first episode and like re-release. It's like, no, like it shows you how you've come along on your journey. And there are still some funny moments in there, even if it's not like audio technically sound and we're still kind of getting used to like sitting around a microphone and talking. And I think that's a reflection of like where your show has come from and, and how you've grown since then. And I think you're kind of doing yourself a disservice if you're recording over it, like just get up, start it and see where it takes you. Exactly. You know, I think what it is, if you just leave the, cause some people I know, if they have recorded, let's say, 20 episodes, they would go back and record the 20, the, the first three episodes, which is, I think, is literally doing injustice for them. Because then somebody who just has just got into their, let's say, their podcast funnel and they listen to the first show and it's like, wow, it sounds just like what your 20th episode sounds like. Mm -hmm. And they're going to think they go, that's like a misrepresentation because I feel like if you just leave your first episode the way it is, however it is, you know where you started and now you know where you are and then now you know where you need to go. And mm -hmm. in the progression, you know, 1% increment of in, uh, developing yourself and then your skills and things of that nature, that 1% 
increase going in the right direction that will be like okay and somebody who's just starting out and they listen to your very first episode they may relate to it because like oh my god this got to sound all that great which is a good thing i could mm-hmm. do that too so they can relate to and they follow your journey and then they in their eyes you become the expert rather than you polishing it through and then some people might just take that off Absolutely. And I would add to that, don't base your uh, your experience off of, like, let's say Conan O'Brien needs a friend or like a massively popular podcast that's out there. Because if you ever listen to the end credits of that show, they're naming like a dozen people that are involved with it. Like they have a lot of technical aspects going into it. And people who's like, the majority of their job is editing this podcast and like making it sound Great. yeah, completely professional. And uh, if you are, you know, if podcasting is all that you do, that's great. But I know a lot of us are doing this outside of a, a nine to five job or, you know, we've got a lot of other things going on. And personally, the the thought of spending like eight hours editing an episode sounds terrible to me. Uh, if people really like editing out there, more power to you. you Can are, I make a confession? I yeah. already spent like good three of my episode, the first three episodes, when I when I first started, mm-hmm. literally spent eight hours editing it, which was ridiculous. <laughs> well, did you enjoy that? No, I did not enjoy it. That's <laughs> why I changed the format. <laughs> yes, yes, and that's that's a great point too. Like you'll learn along the way of like, hey, this thing that I thought was a really good idea in my head, maybe not a great example and or, or a great thing to do. And I'll give you an example with Parks and Rec. When I first started. If you've, if you've watched the show Parks and Rec, you know that Leslie loves breakfast food. And there's a lot of times where they're eating like a giant plate of waffles with whipped cream on top of it or, you know, they're like a massive salad or something. And so I thought at the start, I'm like, it'll be really cool to do like a food recap in each episode of like, hey, here's all the, the times there was food on screen. And after the first season, uh, my co-host astutely pointed out, like, this isn't that interesting. And it's just kind of a a pain. You're like, oh, there was a salad at like eight minutes. Like, cool. Uh, And so we got rid of it and replaced it with uh, some other segments that have been more well-received and honestly are more enjoyable for us to do, like a trivia game instead of identifying food. Uh, So I think that's a, a good example of like, hey, you might have an idea when you start that sounds right. great, but as you're doing it, you think, um, actually, this didn't really work out the way I thought it would, but it's not a bad thing. Like you wouldn't have known that if you hadn't tried it. So you tried it. If it doesn't work, move on to something else. Yep. Definitely. You know, the, you may start with, like you said, you know, start with one idea. By the time you get to the 20th episode, then you have a completely different, completely different, but around the same niche. Uh, the your podcasting so speaking of moving in the right direction so what advice would you have for people who recorded three podcasts but they're like i really don't know if this i should continue or should i just give up like what's (laughs) in it for me like you know that's mostly obviously people want to ask the question is like what's the roi i'm doing this thing it sounds great uh, people are getting some kind of a listen. I'm getting some kind of analytic that says I have people like 10, 20 people listen to it consistently, but there is no money. How do mm-hmm. I support this thing? Well, there's, I think a good thing to remember is even people like Conan O'Brien, who started his podcast, was able to monetize immediately from episode one. That's because he had an empire of like more than two decades. I think he said he's he's been in television for 26 years. So that's a lot of 
kind of cachet that you're bringing along with you that can allow you to monetize right away. But I also think that a lot of people only think of sponsorships as, uh, as the way to monetize a podcast. And while that's certainly one avenue, there are plenty of other things you can do as well. Any kind of like Patreon or coffee or any of those other great uh, programs where you can reward those 10 to 20 people that are listening. Maybe you offer bonus content and they'll give you like a five to $10 a month uh, donation or subscription to it. Um, and so, honestly, some people are just like, Hey, you've entertained me for three episodes, however many you've got out. Like right. I want to support you. And like, that's, that's kind of the, the essence of coffee. I think, especially it's like, if you don't want to subscribe on a monthly basis to something like a Patreon coffee is literally just like, Hey, you've entertained me for, let's say your podcast is an hour and you've got three episodes. You've entertained me for, for three hours. Like I'll pay $5 for that. And if you get two people to do that, you've paid for your hosting for a month. And it's like, I'd take that. That sounds great to me. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people, you see something like Joe Rogan's exclusive Spotify deal. And it's like, Oh, he's making millions of dollars from podcasting. And it's like, yeah, but he's also been doing it for, what seven years i think right maybe even mm -hmm. longer and that that's the whole like result of a lot of things building up and not everyone's going to reach that level but i think you can still be successful in podcasting if, if your goal is to make money from it and another way to think about it like for example good people cool things i'm interviewing business owners a lot of times and i'm also a writer if there's ever a time where it's like hey you know i need content like as them as a business owner, or maybe they know someone else who's like, Hey, I, you know, I need like five articles written. They know me now. And it's like, you're also kind of using it as a networking tool. Like if you have guests right. in your show and that can lead to jobs and income down the line as well. And a fun, uh, good people, cool thing story also apparently works for my guests in terms of monetizing them. I had a friend on who uh, works in television production and she told me that, she had applied for a job and they Googled her and the episode she was on came up and they listened to it and were so enamored with her that they hired her. <laughs> and I was like, if that's not like the power of podcasting in a nutshell, mwah, I think that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> and it's, yeah. So if, if your goal is to make a million dollars and you don't want to put in any work for it, then maybe I'd tell you to stop. <laughs> like, but if you enjoy what you're doing, uh, and think creatively of other ways you can either make money or even make connections. And like, sometimes I might know I'm not going to like make money from an episode, but like I'm meeting someone new that is fantastic. Like I'm not making any money to appear here today, but I'm having a great time. And I, right. I hope you are as well, but uh, if not, I I'd love to, that's why I'm doing yeah. this. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, right. and I think, I, I mean, I think it's like with any kind of, endeavor in life you know people starting like a website or a newsletter or anything like that like if you immediately are just expecting to make a ton of money without doing any work from it and i this can really even just apply to like any career if you just come in and you're like all right pay me without i'm not going to put in any work though it's, it's never a good good recipe for success. it is those people those people <laughs> that, that quit after five episodes and they're like podcasting sucks yeah and then then people like us you and me and other people who go above like five 
15 episodes and more, then they actually get to get some momentum and then they get the people who actually recognize them. I get emails all the time like, Mark, that podcast is amazing and some people want to sponsor me, but I turn them down because I don't do sponsorship because I feel like that's just, for me personally, it's mm-hmm. like uh, it's like if you're watching your favorite uh, TV show and you're enjoying it and all of a sudden you get hit with this, uh, this advertisement 10 seconds, 20 seconds, whatever, you lose your trains off. And how many times you're like, crap, another damn commercial, I gotta wait for it. Personally, mm-hmm. that's what I think, whatever. But if I wanna actually, you know, make money off it, I will either create a digital product that will help my people get some kind of a value out of it or help them solve their problem or offer my services, things of that nature, which, is, which becomes a little more personal as compared to I slap on somebody's ad on my podcast, they're gonna pay me about 50 bucks a month and mm-hmm. what? And then I have to I have to put that in there every single time, and it goes out, goes out, goes out. Why don't I? Maybe just a silly idea. I slap on my own ad, <laughs> <laughs> build my own damn brand. You know, there's mm-hmm. a novice idea. <laughs> That's a really good point too of of offering value to your listeners, and I agree. Like if it's just a you know a pre-read podcast ad that's just kind of whatever, I I. Yeah, I, I probably will tune out a little bit. And I a, a podcast that does this really well, I think, is My Brother, My Brother, and Me. It's three okay. brothers, as the name suggests. And they will, even if it's the same advertisers, you know, several times in a row or like in a, in a short span, they will still do live reads and will mix it up uh, all the time. And, and sometimes are even like... They'll even say by the end of it, they're like, they're not going to pay us this time uh, because like we did such a bad job of this because like they'd get off. They're like still telling jokes and stuff during it. And it it feels like it's a part of the show. And even though they acknowledge it of like they call it the money zone, like we're going to go to the money zone. And so it's kind of like a almost like a wink wink to the audience of like, hey, you know, we're doing this to raise money. And sometimes they'll donate what they make to charity, which is super cool. Uh, but like, if you can incorporate it into a show like that, I think it's just so much better. And again, it's giving that value to your audience instead of like, oh, and really it's giving value to your advertisers too. Like I, I'm much more likely to, to take action and, and make a purchase. If I, I'm like, you know what? Like that was a really good, like an enjoyable segment, like, and the product sounded cool instead of just, oh, here's like a canned, this product can be found at your local target or you know, like whatever it is right. and so you're giving value all around there yeah absolutely so i don't even know what else i can ask you because <laughs> <laughs> you have answered all those things you uh, and we have literally created a digital product or podcasting so <laughs> we are good there but all joking aside, definitely it's truly been a pleasure having you here there's a, a couple things i want to ask you before you leave us sure. and question that i always ask most of the people that I ask i interview is like if wherever you are right now mm-hmm. all the knowledge all the experience all the good and bad things that you know and if at the 21 year old the younger version of yourself asked you for advice to get to where you are right now what advice would you get them to get to where you are right now fast get there faster oh i uh... I would say take uh, take more walking breaks. <laughs> I think I think there's. I, what I've, does that mean? <laughs> so I've just learned. I would say, well, okay. So I've always been a fan of uh, of sports, 
And okay. in, in college, like 21 year old me would go play basketball all the time. I, I miss those days of being able to, you know, run around on a court for like three hours and then still feel great afterwards. And now I would okay. need the oxygen mask brought out and like maybe someone to kind of roll me off the court there. Um, but I really haven't gotten into the, the like walking break, which is literally just taking a break from what you're doing and going for a walk. I, because there's been so many times where I'm working on either it's like editing a podcast and I'm just like, Oh, like I need, you know, I need a break from this. Or if I'm writing and working on a, an article or a, you know, a website or newsletter or whatever. And I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm not entirely sure what would be best here. Or, you know, I've still got like a thousand words left to go. And I, I've been writing for an hour already, just getting outside and clearing my head. I always come back refreshed and ready to go. And I think there were years where I'd just try and like power through it or I'd get super distracted going down a rabbit hole. But with a walking meeting, I can go. I have a very nice loop near my house right now. I can either take the short one for like a 12 minute walk or the long one if I want to do like a half hour walk. Okay. And so I know I'm like, okay, this is like 12 minutes. I'm going to get out. It's going to be great. I'll get some sunlight, get some fresh air. And then I come back in and I'm like, I feel energized it's that quickly it's a lot more productive than going down like a twitter rabbit hole which i still will do on on ample occasions but i have definitely done it less than than i used to and so i think that's like a, a real simple piece of advice that i'd give to everyone and if you want to make your walk super effective that's a great place to practice your podcasting if you're thinking about a podcast like record yourself on a walk see how that feels uh, and I had a, a recent podcast guest, Lizanne Falsetto, the creator of the Think Thin Bar, uh, and she has since started a, a company to really work with uh, female entrepreneurs and help them get their business from idea to to getting out there in the world and kind of serving as mentorship and everything. She said she wrote a book just on walks, like she would just record voice memos, uh, and then of course, they need a little cleaning up because as, as nice as our uh, digital assistants are, they don't get every word right. But you've still got probably 75%, 80% of what you said like written down now. And that's a lot easier than looking at a blank cursor blinking on the page of like, wait, what am I going to say in this book here? You've already said it. And it's just a matter of going in and cleaning it up. And that's a very productive uh, walk to me, it sounds like. <laughs> That definitely is. I totally agree with you. You know, just to get your minds off the thing, get off the computer screen, and then things in nature. You go for walk. I, I'm into like bodybuilding. Obviously, can't go to the gym now because we're in New York. The gyms are closed, so I got my resistance band. I just club. <laughs> I literally just put it on my a door and just start pumping some muscles yes. in here and there. And then 15 minutes of that, three sets, and I'm like, yes not back to focus new ideas and new ideas and um, feel more energetic and i'm like yes i could do this now that's completely how, how little time it is like you were saying 15 minutes like that's not that's not a big time investment but it has no. such a, a great reward yeah it definitely does all right man that's i have never even thought about going for a walk but actually i do that resistance walk but it's really everyone who i ask they ask always say something different there but you my friend said the most uniquest thing ever. Go for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the part two would be like, what is it that you currently working on that you're so excited and so passionate about? You get up in the morning, you're so enthusiastic and passionate about. Passionate about. Well, I've mentioned that I am a big basketball fan. Right. And 
I uh, just a few months ago was like, wait a minute, I like basketball. And like I was saying, like, I, I like the sort of outside the box elements of it. Uh, and, you know, less so of like, hey, the Rockets lost by 10 last night, which actually <laughs> did happen, even though, oh, they played really badly. Um, but being in tech, I get to hear all my Houston friends uh, really complain about them. And I'm just like, eh, I'm not a fan. I don't care. It's fine. Um, but <laughs> I, but so I created a, a newsletter called Crisp Bounce Pass, I, which is inspired by the rec league team that I was playing on before all of this goes. I, okay. Which, because we, we appreciate just a, a nice crisp bounce pass there. I, and it is the intersection of basketball and pop culture. And okay. uh, so some of the, the recent issues have been basketball lyrics in music uh, and some of the most clever rhymes out there. Uh, the strangest basketball cards. Actually, when we started, the viewers won't see this because I turned off my virtual background, but I had the entire uh, Charlotte Hornets organization in space, uh, which is one of the weirdest basketball cards. Like, why are they in space? No one has an explanation. It's fine. Uh, and uh, one of the the favorites that I did was the most gifable moments in the NBA, uh, which include uh, a player rubbing uh, another teammate's knee, thinking it was his own knee, um, which still don't know how that happened. Uh, and then the Toronto Raptors mascot, which if you need, uh, if you ever need something funny to watch, the Raptors mascot has several uh, different, just terrific moments. There's one where he devours a cheerleader uh, during a timeout. Also don't know how that's possible, but pulls it off very smoothly. Uh, and then my favorite is uh, the Raptor tried to wear roller skates and skate down a set of stairs onto the court. You can probably imagine that didn't go very well. Uh, and the the gif is him just falling down the stairs and then face planning onto the court. And uh, just as the cherry on top, the um, suit starts deflating. So the tail is like up in the air and then it just goes like, oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just a, it's a really nice kind of like creative outlet. Um, and also like I've gotten really good feedback on it, which I kind of just started it just for myself is like, Hey, I, you know, I like writing about basketball and I think there's a lot of cool, like off the court stuff to kind of focus on. And like, some of them are just exploring uh, players and like their interests off the court. Um, if, if you've never, I have one more plug. I'm sorry. Boban Marjanovic, who is just like the most delightful uh, guy. He's seven foot four uh, and Serbian. If you saw John wick three, he was a villain yeah. in that movie, uh, the librarian fight scene. That was Boban, if you remember that. Or the library fight scene. I don't think he's a librarian in there. but um, And he's just like super, he has huge hands. There's a whole subreddit of him just holding things uh, because his hands are so big. And it's just like, it's fun for me to learn new things and then to share that with people that also enjoy it. And I love when non-basketball fans give me good feedback because it's like, this is kind of why I'm doing this. Like there's plenty of places you can go if you're a diehard basketball fan where you can geek out with other fans of your team or like you just want to debate who's better between these like 36 year old point guards or whatever, uh, <laughs> which like, that's fine. Those people like it. It's not, not super interesting to me. So right. I found something that was, and I I'm glad people have been enjoying it so far. Oh man. I'm, I'm, I definitely enjoy this conversation. Absolutely. I know people who enjoyed this conversation. So tell the audience how they can get in touch with you if they want to learn more about you. For sure. Hit me up on Twitter at Joseph Currency or hit, 
either of those those podcasts good people cool things.com excellent timing with it showing up on the screen here uh and if you want to subscribe to crisp bounce pass it's crisp like uh like a chip a crisp uh and then bouncepass.com and uh you can email me through either one of those sites as well and happy to happy to chat doesn't even have to be about basketball (laughs) (laughs) cool man hey man thank you so much for being here i truly appreciate the simple podcast cloud team really appreciate it and all we wish for you is to have much 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 success in whatever you decide to do so thank you for taking the time being here talking to us thank you mark this is great and much success to you as well